0: In a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism.
1: Broadcasting live from the Hall of Dogma...
0: Brought to you this week by everyone's favorite Hallmark holiday. Welcome in to episode 90 of the Gospel Friends. I am Reverend Verbage. 90 is my definite favorite Hallmark holiday. I'm Chase. And I am Nick. Well, it doesn't have anything to do with 90. It does have to do with today's Valentine's Day. And I was just paying homage to that. That it's Valentine's Day.
1: Okay.
2: After 90 of these, you finally give up and just phone it in.
0: Uh, okay, here I'll do. Look, well, you've gone to great I, lengths. I have one. Okay, but it's it's it's. I think I thought Valentine's Day was better. Okay, except ready? Th- there's nothing. There's All right, here we nine. go.
1: Okay. okay. Right.
0: Brought to you this week by Major League Baseball. Welcome into episode ninety of the Gospel Friends.
1: I'm Reverend Verbage. Hmm. I don't know if that was any better. People don't like baseball as much as they. Well, used so to. that's what I thought too. But, but just out of curiosity, what ninety
0: ninety. Feet? Oh yeah, yeah, that's the length between the bases. between bases. bases. Yeah. yeah. Do
1: you know how far it is from the uh, home plate to the pitcher's mound? Uh, it's Seventy. That's close. Sixty feet, six inches. That's the correct that. answer. All right. Anywho,
0: back to Valentine's Day. Yes, Valentine's Day. So someone has, oh, lord, someone has oh, gifted yes. us in the Hall of Dogma with gifts for Valentine's Day. We came in and there were um, copious amounts of candy. With little sticky notes signed to um, each us, one of us, each one of us, including the general, yeah. who received mm-hmm. a thing of three musketeers, legitimately.
1: <coughs> yeah, liar. From Bernard. From Bernard. Uh, I got the mounds. That's uh, actually no, not true. Chocolate with coconut, the three white guys got one uh, particular kind of candy bar, and the um, non other guy, guy got hmm. mounds. <laughs>
0: Wait, mounds, dark chocolate and coconut.
1: Oh, I get it. I wonder if that is, was done on purpose. Is Bernard, uh, maybe he was like, he lived know, he a long time to, ago when that sort trying of thing to, was appropriate. He was trying to be funny. Maybe so.
0: Okay, so look. It's I'm the a little f- jealous okay, of the dark go. chocolate. Okay, here we go. All of though. us got the Three Musketeers, so the Three Musketeers. Yeah, I think that's oh, that, probably that, more. That's what and it then, was, of course. And then the dark chocolate.
1: I, for one, gen- thrilled. To I, I've enjoyed, enjoyed my Three Musketeers, so thank you, Bernard. We
0: also have, they also gave us a throw... Throw in splash. This must be for the gospel friends pool party.
1: That's for for our uh, weekly hot tubbing on Tuesday night. Hey, hey. Oh, oh my bad. I said we weren't going to say anything about that. I mean, elders meeting.
2: Okay, wait a minute. Mm.
0: First of all, we do not meet in the hot tub as elders. Oh, Secondly, yeah, yeah. well, except when that's y'all right. go camping. Well, uh, that's actually true. This is a very large hot tub, where so are we there's plenty camping? of there's plenty of room to, you know, not like. Be near each other and stuff. Yeah, we don't sit with each other.
2: We yeah, you're making good. it better.
0: Okay, this says ideal for beach or backyard play. So, here we go. Mm. That's nice.
2: So, anyway, thank you.
0: I actually think I know who did, who did this. Uh, Bernard did it. That's what it says in the said Bernard, card. but I, I think maybe uh, a female listener of the show who has a key to the studio may be the one who actually
1: well, I mean, well, did this. That doesn't narrow it down very much because there are literally hundreds of female listeners to the show, right? Who have a key no, to the studio. I mean studios. thousands. Who have a key to the studio. Okay, and there's less. I think seven. Yeah. I, I, think,
0: I think it may have been... Well, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say.
1: Probably best not to. Gonna, to that person, thank, Sh- you. Shout thank out, you. Shout out to J.A. Uh, that kind of gave some things away. Okay. Sorry.
0: Also, this week, we're joined in the uh, Hall of Dogma studio, as always, by, of course, Bernard. Yep. yep. Plastic Chris Atwood. Yep. Yes. Uh, the Rob Bell. Yep. Which we will be ringing t- today anytime someone says oh. something liberal sounding, thanks to Nathan Martin. Yep. We also are joined by one Arm John the Baptist. <laughs> Wait. And John the what? Baptist's arm. What happened? Well why <laughs> one of the gospel friends has been angry all day <laughs> since since church started this morning. He before has, really he, yeah, before church he has been angry. Hmm. And Nick? And while he Nuclear was, Nick and while he was describing some of his Way
2: to make an assumption, Chase. <laughs>
0: it actually wasn't Nuclear Nick. That's
1: strange. And while
0: he was describing yes! some of his anger, he was holding John the Baptist and he ripped his arm off. Wow. So this is
1: so well, now that, we have had a, to be you because you always no, come here in a bad mood. It was
0: not me. It was not Nick and the general was not Emmanuel. Here. He was probably shooting the, people. The again. general's not here. <laughs> so now well, in in real life, John Mark the Baptist Daniel. lost his head, but in the Hall of Dogma Studio, he's just missing an arm. Now I kind of think that's an inappropriate joke. <laughs> anyway, I was stating a fact: the facts of what
1: happened. <laughs> John the Baptist was martyred. Well, for he his was faith.
0: here. He was. He had his arm ripped off because Captain Crunchy's been in a bad mood today.
1: It fell off while I was holding him. <laughs> yeah. I did not yeah. rip his arm off. Uh, okay. so I like our version better.
0: Anyway, welcome in. Gospel Friends episode mm.
1: number 90. 90. So, David, what is the worst thing your wife can say to you on Valentine's Day? This is kind of a callback to an off-the-air discussion, but I, I do believe you have an answer for us. I do.
0: The worst thing that my wife could say to me on Valentine's Day would be... <laughs>
1: I thought it was something about poopy. So,
0: yep, I'm glad I could share that with everybody.
1: All right. Uh, Did anybody happen to see Tony Vance's post no. uh, from the Hall of Dogma today? Uh, the director had a picture of some very nice flowers, and it says, I don't always bring home funeral flowers, but when I do, it's Valentine's Day. So mm. is that a foul? Is that a party foul, mm. a V-Day foul? To bring home uh, funeral flowers for your wife, and I'm sure if you're married to a funeral director, you're you're probably suspicious of a gift of flowers.
0: Look, I think that's thrifty. I think it's just smart. I mean.
1: And creepy. You think it's thrifty. (laughs) I think it's thrifty. Men think it's thrifty. But the recipient of flowers, I, I think they might think it's creepy along with Narco over there.
2: I mean as well as... There, there's
0: other questions though. I mean but, did they come from a grave? No, no, no. Were they you know just sitting in a in a vase in the there's They there's the sitting creep a coffin? factor and
2: then there's the yeah. effort factor.
0: Ah, hey, it takes a lot of effort to steal some flowers off someone's grave. I mean Oh, I'm th- look okay. That's wow. a good this point. is going dark. Okay.
1: How much effort? I don't I've never done it. Okay.
0: But I, I do think I mean was it like Because if you come home with one of those uh, flower arrangements that actually lay over the top of the coffin, that's kind of a dead giveaway. Like, that would be difficult. (laughs) It's
1: a what sort of giveaway? Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Was that pun intended or not? No. Uh, Okay. okay. That's kind of a giveaway. Oh, no. I think I'm going to put that as a comment.
0: I think, I mean, like, Tony's wife's pretty smart. I think she probably knows he didn't pick that up at the local West Virginia floral shop. Maybe that's the issue. Maybe there's not a floral shop in West Virginia. So I mean, you just have to get your flowers at the funeral home.
1: That's that's probably probably how life is. Where do they get them
2: for the funeral home if there's not a flower shop? That's a good question.
0: Maybe they ship them in from Virginia.
2: Yeah, we're making this better. All right, hey,
0: Tony Tony Vance is a member of the Hall of Dogma, which is our Facebook group. If mm. you are not a member... <laughs> Probably not after this episode. You, you should you <laughs> should think about joining. We had some new members this week. Who joined this week, Chase?
1: Uh, a, several females, oddly yeah, several enough. several females. Um, Brittany Jones-Scott, Jenny Thompson, and a few, mother, a few mm. others. And a few others. A few others. mothers. A few mothers, uh, a few mothers <laughs> and a few others.
0: Okay, so the Hall of Dogma mm. Hall of that's our Facebook group you can do just like Jenny and some other mothers did and you can
1: <laughs> I don't think you should edit that, Nick. I really don't. <laughs> Why did that not sound bad when you said it. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to leave this in. <laughs> okay. Anyway, you, you,
0: you can do as others did and ask us to join the Hall of Dogma and we'll, and we'll hit approve. I approve Jenny, I good, think. Good job. <laughs> uh, I, but I don't know at this point why you would want to join. <laughs>
2: yeah. I'm sure we're going to be overwhelmed with invites. Let's this see. Week.
0: I think about uh, cool. we could give you some other contact info. Probably the only one that we'll answer right now
1: would be the email. The GospelFriends at gmail.com. We occasionally tweet, and when was the last time we answered an email? (laughs) We'll Well, answer them on the show. We
0: read. Like a month and a half. We read read the emails. We do read them. All right, coming up on episode 90, we are going to uh, be looking at um, everyone's favorite Gospel Friends segment, As the Driscoll Turns. We have an update on... Good friend of the show, Mark Driscoll. We yep. have uh, a voicemail question pertaining yep. to some of the latest uh, – no, just pertaining to Driscoll in general, yep. I think, not, not some of the latest happenings. And also a discussion um, kind of coming off the Driscoll uh, conversation regarding – what constitutes
1: a false teacher? Chase is going to explain that to us
0: today. Absolutely, he's going to hey, learn us something.
1: I think we need to change the name of the show uh, to, to the Mark Driscoll Power Hour. <laughs> this will be episode ninety of the Driscoll Power Hour. I like that. Okay, it's good. Probably not like far that.
0: off. Hey, uh, do we still have sound effects? We can. Okay, I just thought we haven't done sound effects in a while, so I thought we, we have We we never did get the uh, we never did get the music from. Uh, Funky Stickman that he was going to do for our thanks, Jeff. Uh, for this next segment,
2: he was well. They were working Which hard is, on the um, the ADD Masterminds, and I think
0: uh, so. Their own podcasts?
2: yeah. I think their um, album. Hmm. But, well, he Intro. did do
1: our outro music. So he did. Thank in, you. Yeah, how many? Uh,
0: how many podcasts has the Gospel Friends helped launch?
1: That's a great question. So, uh, a few. Yeah. I don't know if we can claim credit for that or if we should hang our heads in shame for it or if it just sort of happened. People that used to
0: it. work on this podcast are now working on their own podcast.
1: Like, like Jeff. Oh, well, I don't think Jeff ever worked on this podcast. Well, he, he created music for us. Well, he did. Well, I, he was I more of it. an independent contractor. contractor. Contractor? Contractor. It's been a long week. Okay. All right, anyway,
0: uh, so Jeff didn't get our... Um, Intro music for this next segment, which is what were you thinking? I'm not upset about that, Jeff. I, I am. I, th- I know you are. I just wanted to say. I thought it. this segment needed its own. I'm not upset. I'm not mad. I just thought this segment needed its own intro music. Well, one day. But at least let's do, we could do like some
2: type of segue. Want some segue? Yeah, just so, some, some segue. There's some of
1: that stupid stuff we recorded back in the day where you did the voice effects and all that, David. That's, that's the one I like. Yeah, that was. Awesome. <laughs>
0: Meanwhile, at the Hall of Dogma. Wait for it.
1: No, it's
2: awful. Okay. Wait, real quick. Let me see. I'm I'll sorry, by the way. You are not God! You are just a man!
1: You're not a depressor! No wait. That's not. You're not you a
0: responsible man.
1: No, no We that's gotta the, do that for the. Yeah, next that's, the section of that's the Driscoll. That's the Driscoll. That's what we're looking hour. for.
0: Oh, no. We're doing what were you thinking?
2: Oh.
1: I got nothing. Hey, keep okay. up, Narco.
2: How much you set your joints down? And listen, hey, hey, Rob found me in a church. Okay, I that, saw that that
0: was that. Weed Baptist s- Church. Snap tunes or Snapchat or no, no, I'm no. trying. What Snap do you lines? want from me? I man. just want Snap you to I want it. you just let me start. What were you thinking?
1: What were no, you? Right. thinking? We have 30 minutes left. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Okay, okay. Go ahead. That reminds me of that time you preached.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what were you thinking? The segment where you take a look at the wacky world. That we all live in. Uh, We are going to begin in Wisconsin. Man blames 10th drunk driving charge Mm. on beer-battered fish.
2: (laughs) That's beautiful.
0: All right, a Wisconsin man convicted on Monday for his 10th operating a vehicle while intoxicated charge, OWI. How about you just cut his arms off, by the
1: way? That's my
0: solution. That that passes you, Jace. You only had six. (laughs) <laughs> that is not Zing,
1: true, pal. Wow. Never right, had one. Kidding. Never Hit had one. one. Just All right, I'm just playing.
0: Plamed, blamed his high blood alcohol content on beer battered fish. Uh, John, name I cannot pronounce. Seventy six. By the way, this this character right here. I mean,
1: <laughs> he looks happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, Oh, my goodness. He looks like he had some
0: codfish or something.
1: (laughs) He looks a little pickled. All right.
0: He was arrested in October 2014. This is an older story. Why is it just coming out now? Oh, because he just now got convicted. I see. Okay. After a deputy noticed his truck crossed the center line of the state highway, deputy said his breath smelled like alcohol and administered that dreaded field sobriety test that we all hate. Why do we all hate it? Oh, I mean, I don't. I've well, we shouldn't that.
1: be drinking and driving. <laughs> I'm flying. I'm sorry.
0: I shouldn't make fun of that. Okay. Anyway, then he denied drinking alcohol but said he had eaten beer-battered fish earlier in the evening. He made the same, same <clears throat> statements in court on Monday. If true, there would have to be a lot of beer in that batter. His blood alcohol level was point zero six two. Wait a minute. .062? Is yep. that... That's below the state's normal legal limit of .08, but the legal limit for Wisconsin residents with three or more convictions is only .02. So once you've been caught a while, they they lower that on down.
1: Hey, I like that.
0: Yeah, that's actually a good good plan. I'm not really sure that uh, beer-battered fish can cause you to be drunk. I'm assuming that's probably why the court did not actually uh, buy that story.
1: It depends on what your definition of drunk is.
0: Hashtag Clinton. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Zing. so I have a, I have a, I have a cooking with beer story. Oh boy, that that reminded me of. Chase is interested. Yeah, yeah, you're really not. But one time we were having a a, a hall of dogma church man cook off thing. I remember that. And I decided I was going to do brat worth brats brats worth. Brat, I don't think that's the right brats, word. Yeah, bratsworth. brats brats Yeah. Brought worst is not correct word. Not brought worst. Just stop. (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to go with brats. Okay, yes, brats. Can you edit that last part out so I don't sound stupid? (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so I was going to sound for (laughs) amplify. I was going to do some brats. Okay, okay, and 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 I had you know heard one of the ways that you could cook brats was by boiling boiling them in beer. Okay, and then grilling them. Yeah. So I went to the store and I got there and I thought you know. I really don't want to spend a lot of money on beer that I'm not going to drink. I'm just okay. going to, to boil brats in it. So I just bought the Natural Light. Natty Light. Natty yep. Light. It's like light. six cans for 67 cents. It's got like to step it's, down from PBR. a pretty good deal right
1: there. <laughs> and <laughs> six cans for 67 cents. So I went home and
0: poured that into a pot with some peppers and stuff and yeah. put those brats in there and boiled them. And uh, my kitchen smelled like. Cheap beer? Rotted gym socks for three weeks. (laughs) And those were the nastiest (laughs) tasting brats that I've ever had. Awesome. Next week
1: on Cooking with the Gospel
0: Friends. Moral of the story, apparently if you're going to cook with beer, you should buy good beer, the same as if you were going to drink it. That
1: is is sound advice. Which I didn't know. Interesting concept.
0: Let's go with uh, one more. What were you thinking? We're going to stay in the United States and uh, spare our... International livers from any embarrassment this week.
1: Sounds like our friend in Wisconsin needs to spare his liver a little more. It.
0: Nice pun. Okay.
1: Uh, I'm an old man. I make L- old man jokes. La
0: Cruces, New Mexico. Not sure if I'm saying that right, but. You're not. I mean, who Las cares? Cruces. Who cares? What did I say?
1: <laughs> something, something Probably the people different. from there care.
0: <laughs> New Mexico man attacked mom with Bible after prayer meeting. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, no, that's a sin. A New Mexico man is facing a battery uh, charge after police said he repeatedly hit his mother with a Bible Mm. following a prayer session. (laughs) Mm. Ryan Daly was arrested Saturday shortly after police say his mother escaped her son's beating and called police from a neighbor's house. It's not funny. According to court documents, Daly's mother told officers she and her son were praying Saturday. That's good. Ever pray with your mom? Yes. Okay, and Daly began yelling at his mom, asking, "Who owned her soul?" Have you ever done that to your mom?
1: Not, not even once. Okay.
0: Court documents say Daly then started hitting his mother with the Bible.
1: Okay. It's. I have a question. Okay. Okay. This is a funny story, and we're all laughing, right? I'm, I mean, I'm, I think it's funny. Have it's, you ever hit your just, mom with a bible? Well, okay, this this is kind of what I was going to ask. Okay. Normally, if you were to come to us and say, hey, guys, I have a funny story today. It is about a, a grown-up man beating his mom. Yeah. We would say, that's not funny. David, that's not very funny. That's right. What is the element this. to this story that makes it funny? <clears throat> and I think the answer is the Bible. Yes. If he was hitting her with anything else, well, it's two
0: things. They were praying, then he he starts yelling at her. Who owns her soul? Which I'm assuming is like who are you saved or not? Right. I and guess. then and then he
1: hits her. He starts hitting her with the Bible. So does that mean domestic abuse is made funny by the Bible? I, I don't know. This is strange. I, I don't know either. There's some sort of strange psychological trickery at play here. I, I do trickery. I do play. think okay. this uh,
0: takes you know the whole. Bible thumpers thing to like a whole new level. Mm.
2: Well,
0: considering it's Bible. You said smackers. it. Mac-ers. What denomination of churchgoers believe that you can save people by beating them over the head with a Bible? Not Methodists. <laughs> Probably holiness. Wait, wait a minute. Was that just a crack at the Methodists?
1: <laughs> I don't know. Was it? Well, you'd have to find one okay. laying around somewhere, first of all. Mm. All right, what group of <laughs> Wow. Okay. What mm, group hashtag of hashtag,
0: I'm just kidding. What group <laughs> What group of people so I I think the Calvinists believe you just speak the word. Okay. maybe the are is it the Arminians, Nick? Is it is it your is it your is it your group of folks that believe you could hit people on the head with a Bible and They'll make make a decision for Christ, so that
2: they'll that'll influence the choice. Mm. What? <laughs> See, this isn't a safe topic for me because some of the people that I most clearly
0: you, um, you've hit your mom with the Bible before
2: aligned with um, trying to physically point someone towards repentance were also um, made you guys look like Arminians with their level of Calvinism. So mm. it was uh. it was ironic to me that. Um, I'm going to beat you till you repent. Even though you're only going to repent if God said so, and it has nothing to do with your choice or not. Um, just there was, anyway. Well, listen. The point I'll of ask. the point
0: of this segment is what were you thinking? Yeah. Even I if we, what he was thinking, even if we chuckle a little bit, that does not mean we approve. We do not approve. We do not, of not this. approve of.
1: Or drunk driving.
0: We didn't. Well, we certainly don't approve of that, and we do not approve of you hitting your sweet old mom over the head with a bottle. Why Bible. did you call his mother old? I'm just assuming. That's good, David. I mean, I guess she could. She might not be old. Way to make it an age thing.
2: That's all right. But but Ages. if she wasn't old,
0: I mean, listen, my mom is not in good health anymore. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, if I'd hit my mom with a Bible, I wouldn't be sitting here now. You think she would
1: literally have killed you?
0: I don't know. She, she could have. She could have taken me out. How about your mom?
1: You are always bigger than your mom, were you? Uh, my mom is... I mean, you were three feet when you were born. Yeah, right? my, my mom is under four feet. I'm sorry, under five feet. She's not under four feet. That would be pretty small. She's <laughs> under five feet. And so, yes, for most of my memorable life, uh, the parts of my life I remember, I've been larger than my mom. Speaking of your mom... Yeah. I know we got to move on, but... Um oh, Glad to talk about she my was mom. Little, she was
0: a little late for church this morning. <laughs>
1: she, she was. She was a little late for uh, church. Um, I, uh, it was too. was about ten minutes. cold. There was about ten minutes, about 10
0: minutes left in my sermon yeah. when she walked in.
1: Yeah, I apologize for that.
0: That's all right. Did you just tell her? Just David's preaching. Don't get
1: here whenever. Tonight she sent me an email. <laughs> she this thought she morning. had plenty of time. <laughs> hey, look, she said. Okay. Uh, <laughs> It's, this is, I will this be is late amazing. in coming this morning As I slept a little later than usual Also it is very cold And I have Bootsy in the garage I am I'm watching the temperature And as soon as it rises a little more I will put her outside So then I will leave And if anybody tells my mom That I read her email on the air I will kill you
0: um, Well I don't ever talk to your
1: mom Or I will haunt you from the dead I don't ever
0: talk to your mom But um, Why don't you talk to my mom You know mom? what Kudos to your mom for coming on anyway
1: there you go. I mean, you know? she knew
0: she was going to be late. Yep, she, she was only here for seven minutes of the service.
1: Hey, in a world <laughs> but where she came, people have some pretty low-ranking excuses for not coming to church. You know, she she at least came to part of it. She came.
0: Did she go to lunch with you afterwards? Or she did. Okay, uh-huh. so it was good. So it wasn't wasted time. That's right. Okay,
1: I remember the good old days. Would you Speaking say of any of time gathered with believers is
0: wasted, David? Well, she Nick. She literally she was here like six minutes.
1: Okay, uh, was like She that. sat down and I said. Okay, I'm going to
0: pray, and then we're going to have announcements.
1: No, no, no. It was, it was longer than six minutes. She was there for a while. Okay. I would say 15.
0: I'm glad she came. You would to fight about it? No, I don't. Okay. You're too angry today. Too angry. Okay, guys. Uh, all right, Nick, this is where you would actually cue up the Driscoll music. As we now move into everyone's favorite segment, shout out to Adhesive Wombat, <laughs> as the Driscoll turns.
1: How dare you! Man. You're not a responsible man.
0: He's You're talking not about a Chase. Man. You're not a respectable man. You're not a responsible
1: man in any regard. I don't care how successful you are. Who do you think you are?
2: Listen, every time I, it, I hear that, that I get so, <laughs> I'm
1: so fired up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who is he talking about or talking to? Uh, it was one of his uh, sermons on manhood. Okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, he was just talking to. I think he was talking lousy to men. men in I think he was general. talking
1: to men who. Come late to church and stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. All right. So we have several things that are kind of leading into today's rendition of As the Driscoll Turns. The first being a voicemail that we received from our friend in Atlanta, I believe. Is that where Christian Funkhauser is?
1: Sounds about right. 404 area
0: code. Okay. So. Uh, from the great state of Georgia, Christian Funkhauser, who left us a voicemail. He did that by calling what number, Nick? Two five five seven five nine seven three five. Okay. And you could do that as well. You he could did. just be like Christian. Be on the show. Yeah. All right, here we How go. How else could they leave this voicemail, David? I don't know. Oh, if okay. you were international, you yep. could go to speakpipe.com forward slash the Gospel Friends. Correct. Okay.
1: All right, here's the voicemail.
2: Hey, Gospel Friends. Uh Christian, I had a question for you. Um, so, I've been catching up on everything and I just went through the whole Mark Driscoll thing. I'm on episode 13 so everything is better with bacon.
1: And, um,
2: you know, so I have some, I have political views and I have views about you know all this kind of stuff. I don't think it's super terrible, but I have been encouraged in light of the fact that um, stuff I say can be taken out of context or whatever, or it can be used against me kind of like what happened with uh, Driscoll to go under a pseudonym, almost like what you guys did when you started off everything. What do you guys think about that? Do you think it's worth it? Because, you know, Matt Walsh is able to do his stuff, and he has his name, but there's also doxing you gotta worry about. Maybe people calling up trying to get you fired if you anger the wrong people. Um, that happens a lot nowadays, so what are your guys' thoughts? Would you have kept with
1: the pseudonyms,
2: or are you okay being not as pseudonymy because you're in more of a protected space, you know, with the Gospel Friends podcast, whatever, I don't know. What are you guys' thoughts? Thanks very much, and um, keep up the good work.
1: Thank you, Christian. Just in case people don't know, what what Mr. Funkhouser is referring to is uh, about 15 years ago, um, not quite 15 years ago, but what, 14, something like that? Quite a while. Quite a while ago, Mark Driscoll... Uh, used a pseudonym on a message board, and said some fairly crude things in in, in calling uh, calling guys out. It's not the worst thing you've ever read by far. It's really not terrible, but it's it's fairly indefensible. Uh, Driscoll has owned it and apologized for it multiple times. Again, it was fourteen ish years ago. Um, and a lot of people have pointed to that particular posting as a reason for labeling Driscoll a false teacher. Um, I I think the issue of using a pseudonym is actually a little uh, peripheral. Um, we initially decided we initially were using pseudonyms on the show just to be silly. Uh, from the very beginning, we did identify ourselves. There was no. Um, trying to disguise our identities, we really were just trying to be silly. Am I correct in that assertion?
0: Yeah, I think one of the shows, actually one of the first shows we did, we actually one of the uh, betas. Not you know, don't look at me in that tone. Pre-pilot place. pilots, but anyway, we we actually kept on purpose saying each other's names and then yeah, and then acting like oh no no we weren't supposed to do that. So it was always just kind of a yeah, it was just kind of a, a, a way for us to launch the whole gospel friend moniker. We were never trying to
1: really hide, yeah, who we were. Now there's several things that we've said over the show, uh, on the show over the years that, um, you know, slightly regrettable. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm glad there's not a a board that's reviewing the entire content of the show in terms <laughs> of our employment. But um, for the most part, we're not hiding behind that. I believe Driscoll was for that those those two posts 15 years ago. But again, he's owned it. He's apologized for it. I think they're they're well past that. Yeah. Um but, but Driscoll's kind of in the news here lately. Just to go- y- yes, he
0: is. I, I do. I just wanted to before you move away from the pseudonym thing. Yeah. I just wanted to say, in answering Christian's question, I would say it is just based on why you're doing it. So, in other words, I could picture. I don't know. Maybe there's someone who is in a country that is closed off to Christianity mm-hmm. and they're writing and not using their name is actually protection for them or their family. So I, I could can see that being a valid reason. Yes. I think using a pseudonym just because you want to be able to say things without culpability for those things or, or whether, just
1: because you want to be a because you want to D B or something? Yeah, and you want to say Can I say that? A what?
0: A defensive back? Yes, okay. that's what I meant. Yeah, I would never want to be a defensive back. Wide receiver all the way. There you go. Uh, but, you know, just because you want to be able to say things and not have any responsibility for what you said, I, I think that's probably a, a bad – something Something would – I would think that was probably against biblical
1: yes, standards. Yeah, just dumb. Don't do that. And, again, Driscoll admitted it was dumb, and it was done a long time ago. Um, and I don't think that you should just automatically dismiss it. But at the same time, when a person makes a mistake, owns it, confesses it, repents of it, and it's in the past, at at what point does it become a sin to keep beating them over the head with it and to use that as part of your mm-hmm. allegations against them? Uh, for instance... He, I'm, has, I'm,
0: he has profusely apologized for yes. that. He has come out and said... I was wrong. I should not have done that. And he has repented of it in that he doesn't do it anymore. Yes. So I don't understand why that continues to be a reason that he shouldn't be a pastor, which it got brought up again in the last couple weeks.
1: I agree with that. I'll I'll give you another example. We're all Baptists here, at least in name. Um, There's a group of charismatic ministers that were very prominent in the 80s that were part of a movement called uh, Latter-day Reign Theology um some of those ministers have have long since repudiated that theology again this was in the 80s they repudiated it in the early 90s maybe even the late 80s so so decades ago used to teach it used to run with the movement repudiated it just like back in the day hey I was an armenian I'm not an armenian anymore I'm not necessarily saying those two things are equal, but if you were going to bring <laughs> me up on changed. charges for being an Armenian, it would be kind of silly because that was literally over a decade ago. These people that were uh, proponents of Latter-day theology, I still say, see watch blogs. I see people in the Hall of Dogma. I see it happen frequently that they'll say, oh, so-and-so, he's a proponent of Latter-day, uh, latter Rain theology. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, and and I'm, I'm like, would you like well, to give a name there. I'm not you going wanna... to do that. I, okay. I'm just saying, in general, let's be real careful about labeling somebody with something that happened decades ago when they've repudiated or confessed and repented of it. I just don't think it's fair.
0: No, I mean, I would go further than just let's be careful. I would say stop. Like, if someone has come out and said. Yeah, you know, I was wrong, I'm sorry, and they've repented, then you have no place to continue bringing that up to their detriment. Yeah. You are, you are holding a standard, especially in Christ in the church. You are holding as unforgiveness. It is continuing to use that to criticize them is, is a sin, in my opinion. It's unforgiveness. You were told to not do that. So, um, and, and this constantly gets brought up with Driscoll, mm-hmm. and, and who, who is back in the news. I think you were going to say this earlier, yeah. but it, you know, he's, we've, we've talked about him some on the show, but we, we kind of knew this was going to happen. I think when we talked about, and we've kind of followed the, the Driscoll story from the beginning, um, just on this show. And as Christian pointed out, we were talking about it, episode 13. Um, and, and maybe even earlier than that. But him and his family have moved from Seattle to Phoenix, Arizona, and, and we kind of knew this was coming, but uh, they have announced, uh, Mark Driscoll and his wife Grace, they have announced that they are planning a church in the Phoenix area, and it is going to be known or called the Trinity Church. And kind of an interesting um, backstory there is that um, Grace uh, Grace Driscoll's dad planted a church called the Trinity Church that Grace was born into, um, and served in. It was the first church that Mark ever attended, and it was uh, the church that bought him his first Bible. So there was a lot of kind of history behind why they named it the Trinity Church. I thought was kind of cool. But he's already hired a couple of well, he's got a couple of guys on leadership and staff. Uh, I, I don't know if um, if you know if they're well, don't know if they're being paid or anything like that, but anyway, they got some guys on staff, got some guys in leadership already, um, got a website going. They haven't announced when they were going to start meeting yet or anything like that. There's also some some kind of oversight uh, to the um, to the church. Uh, they are calling these gentlemen um, wise counsel, so they it's it's uh, some pastors. Um, who Mark says uh, knows him and his family, and, and they are just going to invest in them and invest in the church, so they're outside of the church. Uh, Larry Osborne, Randall Taylor, Jimmy Evans, Robert Morris, uh, these guys are on a kind of a uh, a governing board called y, uh, of Wise Council, and so I, I guess these are just some, some men who are kind of set up outside the church. Not a lot of specifics there about exactly what I uh, you know, I assume wise counsel just means just that. I don't know that they have like any kind of apostolic or elder type authority over the church, but maybe just people that um, you know, Driscoll and the church would use to help gain counsel as they're as they're uh moving forward with the church plant. So uh when I read this, the first thing I said was you know, I can't wait to to see some of the blogs that come out. And uh not disappointed. They have they have <laughs> certainly started, including Chase's good friend, uh Mr. Warren Throckmartin. Is that his name? Not a good friend. Okay. That is his name. Uh, so he's already he's he's pretty much a prioritize that response. Apparently he's he's kind of made his uh ministry to follow after Mark Driscoll. Uh, Christianity Today's posted an article, Divisions Emerge Over Mark Driscoll's New Church. Uh, you had Perry Noble, who is the pastor of New Spring Church in South Carolina, kind of a divisive figure in, in and of himself, mm-hmm. uh, a okay. lot of strong feelings about Perry Noble. Um, I don't really know so much of, of because of what he teaches as so much of just kind of the way he structures this church. Um. I've always found Noble to kind of be a little hard-hitting in terms of how he approaches the Word, but um, I haven't listened to him in several years, so that may be a little off. But he's the guy that won't let, um, like if you're under the age of like 13 or 12 was- or something, you can't come in the serv- in, in the service at all. Uh, no, Furtick was, is a friend of Noble's. But okay. uh, Perry's the one. And his church is the church that does I thought the, on the
2: other podcast we did a story about Furtick having some people leave.
0: Maybe that was because of noise. Anyway. That was the story, Stephen Furtick's church, where they took the the handicapped child yeah. off the front row because yeah. they were making a disturbance. But in, in, in Noble's church, you can't bring kids into the service. Interesting. They're also the church that started off the Easter service with Highway to Hell one year. Uh, and they do the... Not a fan. Yeah. So anyway... That. But he's come out in support of Driscoll and support of Driscoll being able to start a church. Um, But then there are, of course, uh, people who are not happy with it. Um, Some bloggers, um, former Mars Hill Church elder Dave Kraft uh, wrote a response to Perry Noble, saying, I appreciate your heart in all this, but do wish you had done your homework and exercised due diligence by finding out what really happened at Mars Hill Church. Um, He says... I'm afraid you're in the dark about the truth of what transpired and why the Acts 29 network, Paul Tripp, and 30 former elders believe Mark Driscoll disqualified himself and needs to make some things right before stepping back into ministry. Um, and you got Warren Throckmartin as well, who is a psychology professor and a longtime expert blogger <laughs> on the Mark Driscoll story from Pathios. Uh, and... Warren's quote was, it seems as though Perry Noble cares more about Driscoll's return to ministry than the people who lost their confidence in the church. Hmm.
1: Is Stark Martin a Christian? I, don't know. I don't follow him that well. Okay. He's a religious writer, a religion writer.
2: So. It's an interesting, unfortunate distinction to be made.
0: And then one more Laura Turner who writes for the Religion News Service, says, Driscoll has left a wake of destruction so severe that the entire network of churches he founded had to shutter its doors. Is that true? I didn't think Acts 29 shut its doors. Not all of them did. Okay. He has never taken full responsibility for his abusive tactics. Don't believe that is accurate. Never apologized to many of the individuals who he wronged. Not sure that's accurate either.
2: And doesn't appear to absorb much of a lesson at all from his failings. If they're saying he hasn't apologized to most of the people he's hurt, and they're talking about every member of every Mars Hill Church, that's a little bit. Well, of
0: apparently, bit of a... Nick he needs to drive to all their houses. Yeah. And... So anyway, uh, pretty much what we knew would happen when Driscoll reopened, or excuse me, replanted or planted a new church, uh, got back into ministry. Uh, we we've kind of went over a lot of this ad nauseum on the show. Uh, I don't really think my feelings have changed much. I think Driscoll has owned up to a lot of his mistakes and, and saying that he made mistakes uh, according to what he has said. he is, He's made some general apologies that I've heard, and then he says he has went to some specific people. I am not aware of each individual that thinks Driscoll owes them an apology and whether or not Driscoll has went to them. But you know what? I'm pretty sure Warren Throckmorton and – Laura Hill and all of these other people are not aware of those individuals either. And so I've said this before, I don't know uh, honestly how someone's going to say he's not ready to step back in as a pastor. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he is or not. I don't know where he is personally. I just know what I've seen in the public, what I've heard him say in ways of apology Um, He's been away from it for a while. He seems to be trying to structure the church in such a way that there are some, there's some outside counsel. Uh, He has made some interviews where he was very apologetic for some of his past actions, including the uh, pseudonym blogging. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm somewhat like agreement with Perry Noble in that, uh, man, there's a lot of people out there who need Jesus and I wonder why we're not focused a little bit more on that
2: than whether or not Driscoll needs to start back at church. And look, nobody's saying that people weren't hurt. Nobody's saying, well, I mean, his, his current, I guess if you want to call us supporters, I mean, the people who were not really against him, we're not saying he didn't screw up. We're just saying, and, and the guys who are elders there and things like that kind of saying, kind of going, calling Noble out, I, that doesn't, bother me because you know noble is kind of trying to seem a little bit like hey guys let's all just like love everybody because like jesus is love so we like love it's just his response was kind of it could have seemed dismissive um of of some things of of people that could have been legit hurt and so that elder saying hey dude made some mistakes perry you need to be aware that he made some mistakes and i think driscoll's kind of going I know I made mistakes, and I I tried to make it right with you. I tried to make it right with these other folks. That's what it seemed like. And we're not saying that he never did that, but we're just saying maybe we
1: f- remember that we all screwed up. Well, when we think about false teachers, okay, and, and some people are alleging and uh, making the claim that Driscoll is a false teacher and that he's disqualified, yeah, I think we find in the Scripture – that descriptions of the fa- of false teachers and false prophets over and over have to do with false teaching, things they taught. Uh, for instance, Second Peter 2, there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the master who brought them, and will bring swift destruction on themselves. Many will follow their unrestrained ways, and the way of truth will be blasphemed because of them. Um, Driscoll was not a false teacher. I guess if you're a cessationist, he is not, he's a continuationist and you can say he's a false teacher, but quite frankly, if you are a cessationist who says that every continuationist is a false teacher, number 1, get your head out of your backside because <coughs> that is that is patently false and ridiculous. And you would have to classify People like John Piper and Wayne Grudem, and pretty much every non—I mean, you would have to—you'd have to classify every non cessationist as a false teacher, and I think that is is fairly ridiculous. Um, just like I think it's fairly ridiculous if a continuationist would would classify every cessationist as a false teacher. But when you look in Scripture, uh, okay, First Timothy one three plus, as I urged you. Timothy, when I was going to Macedonia, remain at Ephesus so that you may charge certain persons not to teach any uh, heterodox, different docu- different doctrines, nor to devote themselves to myths and endless genealogies, which promote speculations rather than stewardship from God, by which is by faith. False teachers teach falsely. You might disagree with some of the things that, that Driscoll taught, but I don't honestly think you can la- label him a false teacher unless you are... Um, the webmasters behind com, which was the uh, <laughs> website you, you sent Dot us com. this week, David. Yes, found that this week. Here are the charges of false teaching that have been labeled uh, by com. So I'm going to read okay. them, and you guys respond. How okay. About that?
0: All right, so these are the reasons that com says Mark Driscoll is a
1: false teacher. Yes. Okay. Number one, perverse language and corrupt communication. Driscoll frequently uses perverse and crude language. Uh, he often mocks Scripture and engages in crude jesting, and he does so in direct opposition to the teaching of the Scripture. Oh, crap. Sorry,
2: I'm confused uh, at where he mocks Scripture. Of
1: perverse language, gracious. I hurt myself. Okay,
0: <laughs> I did that as a joke. I know. Okay, all right. Perverse so language. All right. So, is this going back to his uh, pseudonym? Entries or I, is this I going think, back to some of the because uh, he, 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 he was known. The
2: the, he provide no, context? He was known of as the cussing. He was known as the cussing preacher for a while.
0: Sure, that was what John Piper talked to him about. Yes, uh, and, and
2: if correct me if I'm wrong, but an older, wiser man of the faith came to him and said, "Hey, man, um, I, I I don't agree with that. I see why you're doing that. Um, we're gonna maybe think about not doing it. Here's why." And he went, "Oh." Good counsel, wiser, older man of the faith. I'm going to heed that and change. And he did. And he did. Wow. And he, which was a good call. And, and he is mocking was
0: scripture wrong. And he has said, "Hey, I was much."
2: That sounds like mocking scripture. To I was me, immature and <laughs> I
0: was immature and unwise back then. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I can relate. But I guess once you've done, you've made a mistake like that, you are a are false teacher of it from now on. Yep.
1: By the way, under the charge of perverse language and corrupt communication from com, is this sentence. He dresses in a casual way that is unworthy of the pulpit. <laughs>
2: well, Hey, you guys need to resign um, right
1: now. Uh, yeah, because I, cause I well, certainly do that. Let me say this. We 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 had someone
0: leave the church one time over that issue. Please we tell me you're kidding. No, true story. No, we had someone leave the church because we ordained some deacons wearing blue jeans. Yep.
1: David and I both had blue jeans. Uh, not the Deacons. Well, the Deacons were wearing blue they jeans. They were also too. wearing jeans. <laughs>
0: but um, you don't do that. So, no, He was a good guy. Really? He was a good guy. He was a good I liked guy. It was just that was yeah, a that I'll was a, that It'll was a hang nice. up for him.
1: Had that That's problem. Uh, by that. the way, the Bible has nothing to say about what sort of trousers you should wear. Mm. Just for the record. Mm. And almost nobody here wears twer- trousers. Everybody I, wears I it, jeans. I think
0: I think it probably you know, I think there's some teaching there about dressing modestly.
1: Yeah, but jeans. So you should probably wear pants. Well, hey, mm. you and I have had this discussion before. Your skinny jeans-wearing problem is way out of hand. But <laughs> I don't think it's just because they're Look, jeans. Makes, I think it's because they're so Listen,
0: tight. I will tell you all something. There's a lot of things that I can pull off in life. Skinny jeans ain't one of them.
1: And the spandex part of it. I just, <laughs> so you couldn't pull them off like if you got them on? Is I, I, could, I,
0: couldn't, I couldn't get them on. Zing. I could wear skinny jeans if I like got two pair and put one on each leg.
1: Speaking of sexual licentiousness, that is the number two charge against Mark Driscoll by Driscoll controversy. Driscoll has frequently said, and this is how it starts, okay? And by the way, I could proof text this thing and blow it up easily. This is how it starts Driscoll has frequently said that his favorite book of the Bible is Song of Solomon. Mm. I mean, whoa, that's bad. Listen. Oh, let me keep going. And this gives him an opportunity to talk about sex in the most sensuous and irreverent way. How okay? Shame, shame. <laughs> so, he, Mr. Driscoll, he's um, it,
0: <laughs> mm. like if his so, favorite book of the Bible was Jude, limitations like that, limitations. Then he's more godly, but because he,
2: that's a bad book of the Bible. So is is Song of Solomon? Let me that's get this right.
1: straight. Uh, that one's an errant book. Is is? Um, well, I'm not sure. I'm asking. I think it is an inerrant book. And by okay. the way, it talks about sex in the most sensuous and irreverent way for the time. It's very – Song of Solomon is extremely sensuous and right yeah, there in so the middle of your here's, Bible. Here's, here's my problem with that. Um, your problem
2: with Song of Solomon? No, the the idiot who wrote – I'm sorry, the uninformed um, person who needs to get their head out of their – the
1: second time we've said <sighs> Man, that Man, you guys today? are using that. We, all yeah, right. repent.
2: Y'all need to – chill whether it it's be, valentine's day i mean whether it be for some so watching watching a sporting event or even just the evening news driving to work walking into establishments you see the most just vagrant displays of prominent displays of sensuality and sexuality that put this book to shame but, yeah, let's let's put in a corner the one book that would encourage people to engage in this correctly in a godly, God-honoring, mutually beneficial, promote marriage unity way. Yeah, let's, let's hide that one. Let's throw it away in a place, in a time and age where sex is everywhere and then marriages inside the church are falling apart.
1: Yeah, you let's – no, sorry. Nick, you make a good point, but I would like to point out to our listeners before they <sighs> decide to listen to you too much – you do dress in a casual way that is unworthy of the pulpit. <laughs> so I do. I don't know that. I, I don't do. know that anybody should take heed to what you just said. And yeah, I have yeah. a beard. Oh my gracious! They may be okay with beard. Heaven forbid. Oh Lord, no.
2: You got to be clean shaven.
1: Mm. Jesus this had a beard. Just say it. Are you bringing logic into this? Because the writer of this it's article horrible. is not. No, that's true. All right, let's do one more. This is the third sign of Driscoll being a, a false teacher. Mm. He uh, didn't w- agree with him. Well, it's just actually, I don't know what kind of sign this is. It Are says, these guys Calvinists? I don't know. They followed the Baptist confession of faith of 1689. Okay, so the Calvinists won't have them, but they're yeah. Bapto-Calvinists, which is how I identify myself. bapto <laughs> Anyway, Cal- number three, God loves punk rock music. This is, of course, disqualifying, and they say that worldly punk rock music oh, forms oh. a major part of Driscoll's life and ministry. I, I, guys, I've listened to probably 100 uh, Driscoll sermons. I thought you were going to say
0: 100 pop rock songs.
1: <laughs> no, well, I've listened to more than that. I've listened to about 100 Driscoll sermons, and I can't tell you how many times that at least half of those sermons have been taken up by punk rock music. <laughs> I mean, it's just so much. Rancid and Green Day and, and Pennywise. And, yeah. and it's just a shame how often he uh, interjects punk rock music My into God. his sermons in ministry. Not, but let's not let's not take into context the fact that
2: well, his church is based about? in the Pacific Northwest, where well, most was. of the punk rock music came from, and a lot of the people there were either aware of, if not part of, that scene. So maybe he was trying to be culturally relevant and speak to the people where they were to bring the gospel. Nick, you to. don't
1: understand. He Damn. has refer- and this is in this, this mm. quote. He has referred to hip hop artist Jay Z as a genius. How can you be a Christian pastor and say that Jay-Z is a genius?
0: I have no idea. I actually don't know who Jay-Z is, but he's definitely wow. – That's
1: yes, right. We wow. already established that last time. You don't yes, know. Don't. This is great. He's not country. He is Our not, opening not country. opening for uh, Garth. don't need no
0: opening. These guys don't even like John Piper. They said –
1: well, John, they don't like John Piper par- partially because he supported Driscoll. That,
0: that's why they don't like him. That's what I'm saying. Spiritual discernment is the ability to tell the difference between truth and error and right from wrong. John Piper lacks spiritual discernment because of his support of Mark Driscoll, which he really didn't
1: like wholeheartedly support him. He He's just refused. One of the ones that challenged him for the he
0: swearing. He challenged him, and, and he just refused to like hate him and say that he was disqualified from ministry.
1: Well, guys, we're running out of time. Let, let's do this. <sighs> Um, I think people that have listened to the show for a while kind of know that we are not in favor of disqualifying Driscoll. There were a lot of sure. bad things that happened at uh, at, at Mars Hill. Driscoll did some wrong things. He's been called out for abusive behavior. Let's just assume that there's some truth to that, because I think Driscoll himself has said there's some truth to that. Um. I don't know that that means God is through with him, you know. And I think we have to be really careful assuming that. So let me ask you guys this question: How do we deal with false teachers? How do we rightly this Driscoll controversy website and people that think like that? Quite frankly. Are are I, I believe they're possibly earnest Christians, but so wrapped up in judgmentalism and looking at unimportant, unbiblically important things like the way a pastor dresses, that their 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 heads are are stuffed up in the clouds, stuffed up in a blanket, something where they just can't see. But the fact of the matter is, false teaching is rampant in God's church, yes. and it's extremely dangerous. And these kind of people. Uh, calling everybody a false teacher doesn't make the problem wor- uh Better, it makes it worse. How do we deal with false teaching in the church in a biblical way? How do we deal with that?
0: Well, I think we've talked about this a little bit on a previous episode, but I, I, I've I brought up before the question of is there a, is there a difference between being someone who gives false teaching and being a false teacher? Uh, I asked that question the last time we discussed that. And part of my thinking is, um, at some point in my 10 years of pastoral ministry, I have taught something that was false. So have I. there are things that today I would not teach the way that I taught them when I first got into ministry or, or started preaching eight years ago. There are things that I today disagree with myself of eight or nine years ago over. Um, and so in, you know, I've, I don't know. I, I, I struggle with really how to define what a false teacher is. Um, although, I, I do think that men who are continually seeking God, seeking His Word with humility to say, God, I want to shepherd people the right way. Uh, as an under-shepherd of, of Christ, I do not want to teach falsely. Show me where I am wrong show me how to properly lead, um, I do not want to think that I understand everything, I want to remain teachable, and that they surround themselves with other godly men, that they can they can, they can be challenged on their faults from Scripture. I think those men are um, well down the road of not being the biblical definition of a false teacher. I think those who have given themselves over to untrue doctrine and have shut themselves off from counsel and with a prideful heart believe there is nothing for me to learn in this area, I think those men are, are much closer to being that biblical label of a false teacher. And I think the Bible says we deal with false teachers um, very decisively. We uh, protect the church from them or remove them from the church if, if we recognize them and, and we, handle, we handle them um, uh, very directly because they are dangerous to the church. So that's, that's my thoughts.
2: See, my only, my only pushback there is I've been arguing with you for years and you still won't cede any ground. <laughs> well, that's I, just David. I, I, that's true. Um, There's a difference between stubborn, stubborn teachers <laughs> and false teachers. <laughs> <are different.
1: laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> stubborn teachers aren't disqualified. Right. <laughs> That's right.
2: You know, and I, and I'm sure somebody you know listening or on one of those sites would throw this guy under the bus too. But um, I think it's Chandler that if you go to the Village Church, you can't find some of their old sermons because there was a point where they kind of cut it off and went something. We've changed our mind about something. And, oh yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. you know. I, res- I, I kind of respect that to go, hey, the Lord has been walking me down this road and I've realized that there's something different. The other thought that comes to mind is one of the guys, and I think we've talked about it on here, um, after they left, um, what's the, um, God hates folks church, Westboro, Westboro. Yeah. And I've been there before. Not inside. I just drove past it. <sighs> Last year when we were in Kansas, there's too many options for okay. jokes right here. Um, but after after one person kind of broke fellowship with him um, and he was he was talking about his experience he he talked about how he was so afraid of the judgment of God he was doing as much as he could to make sure God knew we're not like them yeah and and I don't wonder if there's some of that sometimes with with people that just want everybody to be a false teacher, they want they want God to know, hey, if there's anything they did bad, I'm not, I'm not like them, and I, and I, that saddens me because I think it's a little bit of a misunderstanding of the word and the gospel and forgiveness. Um, but sometimes that that will sometimes soften my heart. As sarcastic as we can be towards articles like this, that sometimes softens my heart to situations like that of what's their reasoning and i don't know chase
1: i think guys we have to do a better job of exhorting each other and 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 building each other up i, I think criticism is not the way to stop false teaching and false prophets in the church and i think there's too much of that and uh, the net result of that is that the gospel is compromised and watered down because we're not, in fact, dealing with each other in the right way when people go astray. So good points, Nick. Good points, David. And uh, good discussion. All right. I think we're going to turn this one
2: in, unless, David, you have something to correct us about. Uh, no. Wow. I mean, I, I like to handle things privately. <laughs> Speaking good of speaking of handle things, it's good to see uh, Matthew eighteen. John the Baptist has a handle on his arm again. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All
1: awesome. right, if we need to post a picture of that,
2: I'm sure there is uh, plenty of feedback you may have about this episode. Um, please feel free to hit us up um, on one of our many ways to contact us. Um, Twitter, um, as mentioned before, um, has diminishing returns or variable returns. But you can try at my gospel friends on Twitter. Um, email is a little bit safer, thegospelfriends at gmail.com. Uh, voicemail, eh, it's, it's, it's a flip of the coin, 205-575-9735 or speakpipe.com slash thegospelfriends. Um, all our show notes, past episodes, contact info can all be found at thegospelfriends.com. And uh, for those not faint-hearted, check out the Facebook group, The Hall of Dogma. Hallofdogma.com will get you to Facebook.com. Go- It's facebook.com slash groups slash hall of dogma. If you don't look to be a spam account, we will let you join. And as long as you aren't a goober, we will let you stay. Well, um, maybe. Anyway, yeah, um, Nathan's still around. So, anyway, um, tune in next time when you may hear David say,
0: Hey, the uh, right arm of John the Baptist wants all you gospel friends listeners to drop by the studio so he can give you a big high five. (laughs)
2: Poor,
0: poor John the Baptist.
1: Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is a friend of mine